Welcome to the Boston Sports Syndicate Podcast, a production of the Syndicate Network. And now here's your host, Michael Travers. Good, how are you? I'm good. Uh, before we get started, we're going we're gonna to talk about the Patriots here. Obviously, they just beat the Chargers 41-28, uh, to 28, and they have the Chiefs coming up in the uh, AFC Championship game. But before we do get into that, do you have any quick thoughts to lead us off? Yeah, there's one I've been holding on to. Uh, th- this is one uh, from my junk drawer, or my drunk drawer. Drunk drawer. Whichever way you want to call it. Uh, saw this in the game today. See this, uh, see this in a lot of games. The guy who comes to the game with the big letter D... And the picket fence, yeah, and stands in the stands holding it up. That stopped being original, like in 1974. So you don't like it? You don't? You don't want them to do it anymore? It just drives me crazy that anybody thinks they're so clever, bringing it to the game, and yet they get on TV. I mean, that's really what it's all about, isn't it? Of course, getting, it is. Getting on TV. That's why people bring signs and dress in all kinds of crazy costumes. Would you rather have them dressed with like dog heads, like the uh, Eagles fans did last year, or well, or at least carry that's- a- at least that's original. Yeah, but the defense like thing has been week. around for decades, and it doesn't even relate anything to the Patriots either. It's like no, everybody. No, you see it all, even college football. You see it. College football has some good signs. That those the pregame those, shows. Yeah, those kids the pregame can get original. Shows. Yeah, yeah, those kids can get original. Uh, my quick thought is actually because we're not going to talk about it. Otherwise. Is going to be um, just a, a your quick thought on the Red Sox coming to an agreement with uh, Mookie Betts. Um, they avoided arbitration, one year, twenty million dollar deal. Good price, pretty much right where you expected. What do you, what do, you, what are your, uh, your, your thoughts on the twenty million dollars? Yeah, that's about where I expected it to be. He, uh, you know, coming off an MVP season, he he was going to get paid, no are, doubt about that. Are you surprised it didn't go to arbitration? Are you surprised that, that they because they went to arbitration last year, right? Yeah, and that's the only one they've had in like the last fifteen years or so. So no, it didn't surprise me that they didn't completely surprise me. It wouldn't have surprised me had he gone to arbitration. I think he's just sitting back, wait, waiting to see what Harper and Machado sign for, and that's going to set the baseline for him moving forward is it next year he's a, a legitimate free agent or after have... the next season yeah uh two more seasons so they can he has the arbitration three after this right. year right so he'll, he could get 30 million dollars next year possible depending on how obviously how right. he performs or depending on what the other guy signed for and how his stats compare to theirs i think it's a fair number for both sides that's that's i mean if you ask me i think the red sox might actually be getting a deal for that caliber player at twenty million dollars a year. Well, it wasn't just him. It was they signed Eduardo nine Rodriguez. or ten players, uh, Bogarts, yeah, uh, Sandy Leone, Blake Swihart. There, there were a number of them. Uh, yes, yeah, except I don't care about any of those guys. I care about Mookie no, Betts. no. But it has an implication on the overall luxury tax and where they are and how much money they have left over to sign Kimbrel or another reliever. Doesn't it kind of tell you too? And this might be uh, owed to Alex Cora that this year that it didn't go to arbitration. I don't know, maybe it's me looking into it a little too much, but I think that maybe the general overall feeling around the team is a little bit different this year, and that has something to do with it, why he didn't take it all the way to arbitration, because he maybe could have made a little bit more money if he went there, yeah. but you know he's happy. With- maybe, he had, maybe he and his agents had a number in their head in the Red Sox Came in close enough, and he said, all right, let's just get this done. Right, whereas last year, even if that happened, I don't think he would have done it because I think this year there's a better aura around the team coming into the season than there was last season. At the end of the day, it's still a business for these guys. They want to get paid. They want to make every dime that they can. You can't really blame them for that. For people like us, it's hard to 
think of what's the difference between 20 million and 22 million a year right you know when when we're struggling just to make a paycheck but yeah i mean compared to 20 compared million compared to 20 million yeah sure sure right. yeah of course I guess, but I, I just I think I think I was a little surprised that it didn't it didn't go to arbitration again this year, and I think that might maybe maybe it's Cora, maybe it's the atmosphere around the locker room, I don't know, but uh, that's uh, that was my quick thought. Um, now we can dive right into the Patriots. So they um, took care of the Chargers today with a, a, a very big, handily a big forty-one to twenty-eight uh, victory, and the game wasn't even that close. What are what are your takeaways from the game, or or your thoughts from on the game? Well, they've. Finally, finally executed against a good team, against a good defense. And I thought Brady looked exceptional today. They were getting pressure on him, but he wasn't bailing out. He was staying in the pocket. He was making the throws, had some zip on the ball today. So it was it was a very good sign. I stand corrected because I didn't think they would be able to flip the switch once they, once they came to the playoffs. And... It's one game. It's one but, game, but it's a game against a quality opponent. We didn't give them a lot of credit for beating the Bills and the Jets at home and looking good right. doing that. We said, well, it's the Bills and the Jets. They're done. They're cashing in for the season. No, this was the San Diego team. Oh, San Diego. Never <laughs> going to get that right. This was a Chargers team that has been hot, knocked off a Ravens team that has been hot, came in, and th- they were looking to advance, and they got spanked. I gave them a real chance for, for- – to beat yeah. to come in here and to beat the Patriots well, and so did it, Vegas. It, they were only what a three and a half point favorite. I don't know if that's no, where the it Patriots ended, were a three and a half point favorite, which is basically home field advantage. I'm not sure if that's where it, that's where it ended, but that's at least where it started. Like when, when the line opened, that's where it started. I don't know where it ended at, but it just seemed like the Patriots were just ready in in offense on defense. They were just. I mean, the way the game started, three possessions, three touchdowns between the two teams. You thought, okay, here we go. Yeah, it's gonna be a shootout. It's gonna be a shootout, and it might come down to the wire. And then all of a sudden, the defense just turned it on, no, and they and they were getting pressure all game on Philip Rivers. And I mean, they they look good. It, it took me by surprise. I was I was extremely surprised, with, and I guess delighted, sort of in a way, um, with the way that they came out and they, and and they came ready to play. And Normally, I would look for an excuse and say, "Oh, you know, the Chargers weren't ready to play," but I don't think that was it. I think that the Patriots no. were just—they were just a better team today. Well, Patriots were rested; they had last week off. They had the bye. They've been home since before Christmas. Yeah, they've been home for like they've two, been home they've for, home for what a it month. Feels like, like a month and a oh, half. Oh, it's two been a month because they had the bye the week before that. They had uh, the Jets, and the week before that, they had the Bills at home. So they've been home since so three they weeks lost of a bye. to the Steelers. So three weeks of a bye. Three, right, right. <laughs> so, by well, three as, weeks. Assuming they came home after the Steelers game, they've been home basically for a month. Right. So, and they had a, a last week to work on some details. So, but the defense looked exceptional today as well. I think what they planned to do from the start was shut down the running game, force Rivers to make plays against them, and they were still getting pressure on him on top of that. And I don't think Rivers was ready for that. I do have a knock on the defense, but I'll save it because I, I don't want to. I don't want to. Sound negative yet? I'll hold on to it. I do have one thing that concerned me about the defense, but we'll get there. Um, I want to talk about the offense, and we've been asking, you've been asking for James White. Where's James Where's White? James? Where's we found James him today. White? He, I mean, 
they had to have been saving him for the playoffs. That 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 has to be what happened. And y- you look at his stat line today, and he had 15 receptions. Targeted 17 times. For 97 yards. Yep. I don't think he's had 17 targets. What do you say? 17 targets? 17 targets. I don't think he's had 17 targets in the last two months. Yeah. So clearly. Going all the way back before the Miami game. Clearly they were saving him for the playoffs. Right. They were they were they were preserving him for the playoffs. That backfield looks good. Sony well, Michelle's running the ball well. If if you looked at, at the at the carry stats, Michelle had 24 carries, Burke had only had 4. So they clearly went to Michelle as the number 1 back. It wasn't a running back by committee. No, it wasn't even close. No, looking they, looking they at the, gave the Michelle carries. the ball and he came up big. No, he, three, had some, he had some really strong three touchdowns. Runs. One was on the short goal yardage, line. Yeah, short. I mean, one he basically broke. Basically, short yard. One he right. broke for for I think it was a nineteen or twenty yard twenty yard touchdown. So that, but I mean, the three touchdowns aside, he he had a good game. He looked good, and he held on to the ball. Yep. Which is something that the the offense did as a whole. No yeah, turnovers. No turnovers right? at all today. So no. by the Patriots, that alone is gonna. It may not win you playoff games, but it's going to keep you right there in contention for it right. to come down to the end. And that was that was huge. And now I'm going to start to go negative. Before you go negative, fine. Um, there was one other stat. Oh, there was one other thing with Brady that I thought was interesting today. Did you see this morning that uh, Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network was reporting that he's been dealing with an MCL strain for the past few weeks? Cool, like cool. I don't think that's like I just don't. I don't think that's just. Where did this come from? All of a sudden, I just don't think that's a secret. Like I think that that's something that that it's kind of been known. Like he's had some sort of knee issue. He you saw it in in one of the game. I don't remember what game it was, but he just fell for no reason. That was the Miami game. Gronk scored a touchdown, or or I think it was Gronk, and he's running to celebrate, and then he just fell. So clearly, like maybe his knee just gave out. I know he's old, so make that might have something to do with it too, but. He's clearly had something with his knee. I but feel he's like. he's never been listed as having a knee injury on the injury sheet. Oh, it's never been the knee. Oh, you mean that they lied on an injury well, report? Well, perhaps they did. That, that, well, no. it's it's not a lie if you believe it. No, come on, they don't lie on the injury report. What do you mean? No way. No way. But no, I, it's gamesmanship. I don't think. I don't think that. And and what is a strain? Well, you've had an MCL strain. You should know. I had a I had a a, a tear. An MCL tear. Well, a strain is maybe like right before it tears. So it's, eh, whatever. Like I, I just, I just, but it it explains a lot if that's the case on why he has not had the zip on his throws, why he's been bailing out. If you don't have your legs underneath you, you can't make strong. Throws. I agree. And then, and while we were watching the game, your question to me was, well, what which knee is it? Or maybe no, that it was, was your you. question to me. Oh, which knee is it? And then I said, you know what? It doesn't. It doesn't really matter right. whether it's your plant, whether it's your plant leg, or your push off well, leg. I think, I think the pl- no, that's the same leg. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, your push off leg is your back leg. Your plant right. leg What's is your, your front plant? leg. You plant and then you throw. Yeah, but you're pushing off your back. Okay. Your plant leg is your front leg. So in his case, his plant leg would be his left foot. That's the foot that plants when he's throwing. Like a pit. Think of a pitcher. Right, your plant right. leg is your front leg, and your push off leg is your back leg. It's the same thing when you're throwing a football as, you, as a baseball. Your leg hits before you release the ball. So the back leg, I think, is the more important one. Because that's where you start the drive. Dri- that, yeah. that's, that's the drive. Yeah, but if you can't land properly, I think that that also. I mean, I, I guess it, it, it does. either one. It does. Either one. I think it it 
it is going to be a factor into. But you can also if it's his, if it's his plant leg that explains why he's coming up short, overthrowing balls. He or, can't he or bailing can't, out. Yeah, he can't you know drive forward and plant and really come over the top as he's as he's releasing the ball. But we didn't see any of that today. No, but isn't it weird that it comes out today and then he has probably his best statistical game of the season? Like, why are they building in excuses for him? Well, I don't know if they're building in okay, excuses. Why is he in Rappaport building Somebody in leaked it to Rappaport, obviously. And, and wh- I just thought it was interesting. He, 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 uh, you know how I feel about Tom Brady. Tom Brady did have a good game today, um, sort of. He did throw for over 300 yards, almost 350 yards. I think it was 340-ish. 343. And a touchdown? Yep. You know what I think would be an interesting stat? To see how many yards the ball traveled in the air. In the air. As opposed to yards after catch. Do you have the, you have the yards after catch there? I don't have that in front of me. I would be interested to see that. Let that. me ask you a question. Okay. Why does that matter? Because I can't stand the dink and dunk. What what's wrong with it? Let me ask you this question. It works. I get it. Last week, didn't we have to say what do the Patriots have to do offensively? Control the control the clock. Control the clock. Control the clock. You can do that with a dink and dunk. Dink and dunk. You don't just have run to the run ball. the ball. Dink and dunk is as good as the running game. That's fair. the West Coast offense. Joe Montana made a career out of doing that. That's fine. That's fair. I just can't stand it. And I do not understand. The The one gripe I have with the Chargers is they came out and they played zone defense. What is the one thing that has never worked against Tom Brady in his entire career? Zone defense. Just ask Mike Tomlin. Why? And now, after the last game that the Chargers played in our, in our uh, podcast that didn't make it out because your half didn't record. And I had some gems in that one, too. <laughs> I said... I'm thinking that the defensive coordinator for the Chargers actually gets it because you play a mobile quarterback in Lamar Jackson last week and you use five or six safeties or corners, whatever, secondary guys. Mm-hmm. Defensive backs. You use them as your linebackers to help contain, and they're good enough to tackle, and they're containing the quarterback. So I'm thinking, hmm, this guy might actually have a clue. And then he comes out, and they're playing zone. And it's just a field day to James White out of the backfield. And Julian Edelman, Edelman over Edelman. Oh, Julian yep. Edelman three yards downfield. But well, if if a team's giving you that, why not take it? If I that's something that you I, can no, execute no, 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 no. well, and a team is giving it to you, and it's there, you can control the clock, walk down the field, and score. You take it. I understand. It's just it's boring for me to watch. I don't I don't particularly like it. Like I I, I don't like the dink and dunk. I love the aired out. Love it. But that's. Not what Brady is. He's never been that. Now I also criticize from the short time he had Randy Moss. Now I also criticize Philip Rivers for airing the ball out and trying to score twenty one points on one drive right, towards right. the end of the first half. So I'm kind of a hypocrite. And I feel like that if they were airing it out and throwing the ball downfield and every pass was like that pass to Edelman that you pointed out where it was you know, he really threaded the needle and yeah, about it was, it was thirty five yards downfield. Now, now if he did that I would I would also somehow find something to find something wrong with that. <laughs> and I get it. But I don't know, like when 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 you throw for three hundred and forty yards, and I feel like three hundred of them are yards after the catch. It's just ugh, that's how I feel because I know that everyone is just going to be, oh, Brady threw for three fifty, yeah, three fifty. Well, did he really? Did he really? 
Of course he did. The mm. passing yards are not how far the ball I travels understand. in the air. I understand. It's a passing play. But when, when, he, when he does that little shovel to the running back or a wide receiver coming in behind the line and he does that little shovel pass, what's that traveling? A foot? And if the guy turns the corner and runs it for 20 yards, that's a 20-yard pass. Or my, you gain 20 yards on that play. Or my favorite is when, when, when they snap the ball and he throws it behind the line of scrimmage and he catches and the, and the receiver catches it and then runs for 30 yards. It's a 30-yard pass. It's like... Oh, it's really not. But neither here nor there. He did look good. He did have – he he appeared to have the finesse on the ball that he's had in the past. He was completing his throws. He wasn't bailing out. Was he holding it back a little bit towards the end of the season, or was it the time off? Why did he look better all of a sudden? If he was hurt and he had time to heal up. I mean, he's been gradually getting better over the past few weeks, starting with the game in Miami. He's look, started to look better. But the last couple weeks of the season, we just attributed it to bad opponents. He didn't have a good game against uh, Buffalo. That was a game he, he threw for 125 yards. That's true. That's he true. Did not, he didn't have right. a good game. That was that was a game where it felt like that they were just proving that they could run the ball. Right, right. They weren't asking him to throw that much. Right, right, right. right. Well, right. yeah, sure. But So maybe they've been managing him. Maybe they've been managing James White. Maybe they're still managing Gronk, and they're waiting to unleash him. Well, what did Gronk have today? What was his stat line? I know he had one catch. One catch for 25 yards. How many targets? One target. I don't get it. I don't understand. Now, his one target is one catch. He lined up as a wide receiver. He, was lined up, he wasn't on the line. He was lined up outside. He ran a slant down the middle, and it took like six guys to tackle him. Yeah. Why aren't they giving him the ball? What, like— White seems to be back. Brady seems to – Brady had a good game. White had a good game. Edelman had a good game. It could be a case where you just need him to block because he is still an excellent blocker. I understand, and that's pretty much how – that's pretty much what he's become now over the last few weeks, and, and he's – maybe even the last month, month and a half of the season, he's been a blocker. But in a game where you ask questions about, you know, what's Brady got going forward, and he has a good game, what's Edelman have – and he has a good game. And, you know, where's White? And he has a good game. So now I should ask, where's Gronk? Where's Gronk? Like, to only have one target, I think, is a little bit concerning. That means Brady's not even looking his way. And especially if you're dinking and dunking, you think the tight end's part of that plan. Yeah, he should be. Normally. A, a tight end who's a monster should be part of right. that plan. Be able, he should be able to run two yards and then turn around and catch the ball. But Brady's not even looking that way. No. It's and, a little. I I don't know if it's concerning because if if Sonny Michelle can run for what is a hundred yards and Julian Edelman can can have a hundred yards receiving and James White can have a hundred yards receiving. I don't know if you really need to have Gronk have a huge game in the receiving game. But where we've been questioning these guys all season and everyone else has a big game, but there's still no Gronk and Gronk is the should be the centerpiece of the offense. Still no Gronk. It's a little concerning. I don't. I don't think that they would be still containing him because if you lose, you go home. Well, they didn't need to unleash him today. I mean, that game was over in the first quarter. I don't know about the first quarter. Maybe I'll give you the first half. Well, they scored three touchdowns in the first quarter. They were up twenty-one to seven. So not over. No, but definitely they're up fourteen to seven. They scored right at the end of the okay. right at the beginning of the okay. second of the second quarter. But I get what you're saying. But they I, still had the game in hand. Fairly early. 
that's just that would be my concern. I know mean, that's not me being negative, but that's that Gronk would be still a concern to me because I think if you're going to continue to win, you're going to need Gronk to contribute. That's if Gronk can still if, do it. If he can, yeah, and no. we don't know if he can. Maybe you're just going to get the occasional flash here and there, where you know where an alignment is going to work that you can have him hit the seam or or hit the zone or whatever. But he he may never be what he used to be. Such a shame. Such a shame. Well, another another positive point on the offense is was Julian Edelman. What were your thoughts on him? He seemed to be getting open today. He was getting separation. Yep. It made some. Even when he wasn't open, he was catching the ball. I think he had one drop today. He did. He, he did, did have one early drop. in the game too. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was like the. First but no, he drop. he made some tough catches in traffic. Held on to the ball. Had some really strong runs on again short yardage passes. But uh, he bowled over a couple of guys and fought to get a first down on a couple of occasions. So, no, he had a very good game today. Is there anybody else on the offense you want to talk about? No, I think we hit them all. Um, yeah, we hit them all. I mean, well, they didn't use Patterson today at all with the sweep. They he'd had, uh, He had one rush, so they used them. Which they I think I called back. Nope, one rush for three one yards. One rush? One rush for three yards, and he did have one that got called back on a hold by Edelman. He must have had a target, but no catches because he's on my list. He's on my receiving list, but there's no stats, so he must mm-hmm. have had he must have had at least one target um, in the passing game. But Brady spread the ball out again today, which is you know some. I mean, sort well, of, sort of. White he went he went to White and Edelman, but he threw. We had four to Dorsett, three to Hogan. This is receptions, yeah, five, not just targets. Yeah, five but. targets to Dorsett, five targets to Hogan. So, I mean, you had Gronk with one, Sonny Michelle with one, Rex Burkhead had a catch. Which makes them a very dangerous team. It does. When you're spreading the ball around. And and that's been the knock on Brady is he focuses on Edelman or he focuses on Gronk. And he doesn't see the other guys. If he's spreading the ball around, it makes them a very dangerous team. Leading up to this, leading up to the game, I was having the nice thing about talking about about having a sports podcast is you talk about sports all the time. So I went to a housewarming party last night and uh, or Saturday night. And uh, the kid who's who bought the house, his dad was there, and he was a season, he's a season ticket holder, and big time homer, big big time homer, loves Tom Brady, and we were having the conversation. I asked him, when's the last time that that the Patriots' offense relied on the run game as opposed to the passing game? So I ask you, do you think that that this offense is now relying on the run game to create a passing game, or do you think? That it's still a pass-first offense. I don't think it's either. I think it's balanced. I think they're going to take what the other team is giving them. They See, can I, they can do both. I think over the last month of the season, it was like it, this team relied on the run game. They maybe well, they, they were just trying to get. Did Michelle they rely going. on it, or were they just trying? No, no. I I think to that get they were it going. I think that they were relying on it, and I think that the passing game was being created because of the run game. And I think today it was almost the opposite. I think today. The pass game was the focal point of the offense, See, as opposed I, to the other way around. I think it was balanced today. I mean, let's how many passes did Brady have as opposed to 40, 44, I believe. Forty four pass attempts and how many rushes? Forty four passes today? and I don't have thirty four carries. Thirty four carries. Thirty two. Two of those were Brady. Thirty two carries. So yeah, I, I guess it's I guess tech, I guess by the numbers it's balanced, but I feel like the offense was really generated. Like they they were dinking and dunking up the field, and then. They'd have like two or three runs down at the goal line, and that that I guess that's that's how I look at it. Is that today was more the passing game than it was the run game, where in the last few weeks it seems like it's been the run game instead of the pass game. Which is fair, but I, I think it was more balanced today. 
Do you have I, any... I wouldn't say either one stood out as dominant. I just think the offense as a whole was clicking. And they also started to run the ball more in garbage time. So yeah, that's that's yeah. When they tried to run the clock, yeah, out, some yeah. of that, some of that has. But I mean, I, I just felt like there was more. It was more passing. It was Brady quick passing, quick plays. Where over the last few games, it's been run, hand the ball off here, but, but even, turn around, hand the ball to Michelle, turn them here you go. Even the first down runs, they were picking up good yardage on the first down run, which put you into those makeables, second and five, second and four. Do you have any anybody you want to talk about on the defense, or anything you want to talk about the defense? Defense overall, like Gilmore had a. Pretty good game. He got burned on the long touchdown pass to uh, was that Allen or Williams? It was Keaton Allen? Was Allen? Uh, he got burned on that one. I think that was just a miscommunication. But other than that, uh, he had a, he had a very good game. Van Noy seemed to be all over the field today. Um, the defensive line was just putting pressure on Rivers all day. Had him very frustrated throughout the game. I agree. I think that they did a very good job on shutting down Melvin Gordon, who's arguably the biggest yep. weapon that they have. And I think that's that's what they started to do right right from the beginning. Yep, that's that Shut was the down plan. The run game. That was the plan. Beat you. Uh, Gordon's a little banged up, but I don't think that's an excuse. I think he was good to go. They just shut him down. They, they, he was basically a non-factor in this game, which is is pretty hard to do considering he's he's the biggest weapon on that team. Nine carries for fifteen yards. That's not good. My concern is that when Rivers had time, so be it garbage time or not, they weren't rushing, they weren't getting to him, and guys were getting open. In garbage time. Even right. Even before that. Even before right. that, occasionally. Right. So yeah. my cons- my only concern with, with the defense, and this is what I was talking about earlier about how I didn't want to be negative too early, but is that looking ahead to your next opponent – well, that's dead. their offense is way more dynamic yeah. than the Chargers, who have a who have a dynamic offense. Their offense is good, absolutely. But your next opponent's offense is a million times better. Yep. And Pro- if guys probably, are getting open, probably the best offense in the league right now. Yeah, probably, probably. Even one without a, their one top a, running back, you know, you know what? Every the, think about this right now. I, I don't know what the end what the end is of the Saints game. I'm assuming that they won. I didn't. I yes, we shut won. it off with like they 50 won. seconds left, and they had the ball. So I'm assuming that they won. The Eagles didn't block. All they the had to do was kneel down. In my opinion, right now, and I'm not doing this to to stir the pot or to be that guy or to be Stephen A. Smith or Max Kellerman. I'm not doing that. Patriots have the worst offense left. Yeah, that's fair. Out of four teams, out of the sure. four teams, they sure. they have the they're the worst offense yep. left. But they may have. Let me think about this. Well. I was going to say they may have the worst defense too, but the Chiefs have the, the worst Chiefs defense. defense is not great. So if we're going to get a shootout, it's going to be next week, which when they met earlier in the season right. it was forty-three to but forty. When Rivers had time, he was kind of picking apart the defense. But you can say that about any no, no, quarterback. No, no, no. You give him time, he's going to pick you apart. Sure, sure. Defenders cannot stay with a receiver for more than five seconds, seven seconds. Sure, tops. sure, but. That would that would that's a concern that would be a concern to me because I think the Chiefs have a better offensive line. My whole point is it's a long way of me saying that the Chiefs are a better team. Mahomes is going to find time. Yeah, he's a lot more mobile. Exactly. He's a lot better than right. Philip Rivers, so right. he can create plays with his feet. Whereas Rivers, not that Rivers is, you know, uh, he's not he's not, Brady. He's not a pocket. Yeah, he's not he's not he's, he's not, not standing Brady. in the pocket like Brady all right. the time. He can move. Right. But he's not Mahomes. But he can't throw on the – nobody throws on the run like Mahomes does. No, no, nobody. Nobody does. But – Well, maybe Russell Wilson. 
No, I don't even. Russell think Wilson so. can throw on the run. I don't. I mean, maybe not sure, across his body sure. for fifty yards, but well, he's he's you know he's going to Yankee spring training. I don't know if you heard that one. Is he? But yeah. Well, they need know, a second baseman. That's that's so smart to have him take up a roster spot like Tim Tebow does. But they can neither, afford it. Neither here nor there. But my but ultimately my point is is that if guys are getting open in when the, when the quarterback has time, if guys are getting open, it's cause for concern for your next opponent. When we get to, and I guess we can, if you don't have anything else on the defense, we can talk about Kansas City. Well, it'd be interesting to see what type of defense they play against Kansas City. Who? What are they going to try to shut down? They're going to try to shut down the run. They're going to they're going to try to shut down Mahomes, take the pass away, spy have a spy on him so he can't roll out. What you know? What do you take away with Kansas City? <laughs> great wide receivers, fast wide receivers, a great tight end. So they lose. One of the best running backs in the game, in Kareem Hunt, and it was just a little speed bump for them. And they still have a good run game. Yep. Which they most have, of the time, a run game is your offensive line. Sure, I think yeah, C.J. Pittsburgh, Anderson Pittsburgh proved Steelers. that with with the Rams. They picked him up off the street. Yeah, and he ran for a hundred yards this yeah, week. He's he's been good since since they've got him. So yeah, sure. You have you have the Rams offensive line. You have the Steelers offensive line making scrubs look good or, or fourth string former tight ends that NRL running backs look good. So sure. But that even more feeds into what I'm saying. If the chiefs have a good offensive line, probably better than the chargers, they're going to get their quarterback time to throw or they're going to give their running. They're going to, they're going to provide holes for their running back. So they lose their best. They lose the, one of the best running backs in the league. They still have a good run game. They have the fastest player in the league by far in my, in, in a straight line, I think Tyree Kill is the best, the, the mm-hmm. fastest wide receiver oh, in the league. He's fastest deadly, guy, deadly in the, in the open field. If he's he gets a in the open field, nobody's going to catch him. He's a playmaker. He's incredible. They have. I don't know if you know this. I, you know what? I want to say they have the best tight end in the game because uh, Zach Ertz might be one of the best tight end in the game. But they have the best tight end left, mm-hmm. if not the best tight end in the game, which I would take over Gronk. Any to any any season, which I've said before, and I'm not backing down from it because it looks good right now. And they have the most dynamic quarterback left, maybe and, even in the league. And they have one more huge advantage: is they're going to be at, they're home at home next week. They're at home. So, which Patriot team are we going to get? They I were don't... dominant at home today. We still have not seen them put together a good game on the road. Even the ones that they won this year weren't good games. I don't like I don't see I don't the Patriots certainly aren't going to be favored in this game. I think it'll be interesting to see if they're if it's a three and a half, which is basically just the home team. That's if the Chiefs are favored by three and a half, that's just because they're home. I think it's going to be a bigger spread than that. Yeah. It sh- it should be. And but I, I mean, think the, the way the Patriots play today will probably throw that off they'll probably get some money thrown their way that quarterback is unbelievable i watch watching his game saturday afternoon he didn't seem to be phased by his first playoff game that's for sure now he's at home so that helps obviously but he earned the right to be at home this kid is making throws that are equivalent to a short like he's running into the hole as a shortstop throwing across his body off balance like Derek Jeter used to do you know like you know what yeah. I mean like going backhanding a ball in the hole turning throwing across his body or, 30 35 yards down the field on a dime or the little sidearm flips almost underhanded changing flips. his arm angle 
can throw yeah. the ball left. Like this kid is the he's the he he may not be the real deal for his whole career because he might get you know get a little too happy and, and get hit and take a few licks and you know lose some of some of that aspect. But right now he's the he's going to be the MVP. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The Patriots are in trouble. So I just pulled up the line for the game right now. Chiefs minus three. It's because of the home team. Over under fifty seven. Pound the over. Doesn't that sound awfully low? The Chiefs might put up fifty seven on their own. <laughs> like wow. the, it, it, three seems low. Three seems like it's not enough either. That's basically home field. That is home field. And maybe maybe it was the maybe it was the the just the initial line or or whatever it may be. Maybe that's just that's just how it works. But that team is going to give you some trouble. And I think the only hope that you have. Is if your offense can control the game on the road and in a place that I don't think is particularly easy to play. No, look at the last time they played there. Yeah, I don't think it's an easy place to play, and I think that that's really your only hope is you have you know you have to contain their the way to stop their offense is to keep them keep off, them the, off field. the field, right? Because you're you're not going to be able to control that offense. I don't care. I, I understand that it's Bill Belichick. I understand that he can scheme up all this stuff. That's another huge but factor I, in this game, though, is Belichick versus Andy Reid. Andy Reid is not known for being a good clock manager. If the game is tight towards the end, I like the Patriots' chances because Reid has never been good at managing the clock towards the end of game, of tight games. He The Super Bowl against the Patriots in... What is that? Two thousand four, two thousand five, was the same issue. They played with no sense of urgency in that game when they were only three points behind. That's always been the knock on Andy Reid. Is he has he hasn't been able to control the clock. Great to start a game. Has the first fifteen twenty plays all scripted out, but making adjustments and and managing the clock towards the end of the game not his strong suit. I'm not so sure that it's going to really matter. It, it may not get there, but if it does. I'm not Advantage so. Sure. I'm not really. I'm not too sure it's going to matter because you look at that that team who is the number one seed. They're the best team in best team in the AFC. Probably one A one B best team in the league. They go home for their divisional game. They play the Colts, who were the hottest team in football. Yep, one of them. Yep, and they made that look easy, but. This happens every year. Every year, you get these teams that are hot. They get the wild card, and you get the teams that are sitting at home with the buys. And it seems like every year, it's the top two teams, one and eh, two. Were the Eagles? Weren't the Eagles a wild card team last year? No, they were the they were either the one or the two seed. Oh yeah, that's right. Because the Wentz crazy year. Yeah, Wentz had a crazy year. Was it the and year before the the Falcons yeah, were the now, AFC? Every now and, they, and then you the get somebody. Card? No, they they were the one or the two. How did it just year. happen where every, a wild card team had a deep run? No. Maybe I'm thinking of hockey, a real sport. No, the know. last the last few years, it's basically been the one and the two. That buy just means oh, you're, you're right, so you're right, much. You're right. They actually showed that stat yesterday, where it's like the the wild card teams are like oh or one for their last twelve or sixteen in individual in uh, divisional games or fifteen, one and fifteen or yeah, whatever it is. It's been ridiculous the last few years. That whatever that it is. buy is just so much of an advantage. F- fair, but. I think with the, the the Colts were the hottest team in football, and a lot of people took the Colts to go into to go into Arrowhead and and to beat the Chiefs. 
and that wasn't even a game. That was even I know the no. score doesn't reflect it, but that was even less of a game than what the Patriots the had Patriots today against today. the Chargers. Right. Like that at no point was that game out of was that game bigger than Mahomes? Was that game bigger than Andy Reid? And I have a really bad feeling that that's going to be what the Patriots game is going to be like. If they play in that game the way they played on the road all year, yeah, you're absolutely right. I just I I just I don't know that their offense is good enough to keep the Chiefs offense off of the field. Like I think the Chiefs defense is good enough to get to the Patriots offense. Well, they I, certainly took it to the Colts yesterday. The Right. The Chiefs defense took it to the Colts yesterday. Right. Now now I know the Patriots scored about 43 points against against the Chiefs in yeah. what what week was that? I know it was it was Six. beginning of the season. 6 maybe I don't think, 7. I think that the second half of the season the Chiefs defense has been better than what they were in week 6 or whenever it was. I don't know. I just I have I have a lot of concern when it comes when it comes to the Chiefs and I think that that was kind of what we talked about a few weeks ago with the Patriots not getting the number 1 seed and losing that game in Miami and Detroit yeah. and how it was going to hurt them. Yeah, and that's that's the difference and, in and this whole thing. And you're going to see it next yep. Sunday night. Yeah. And I think I, I, the game could have been in Foxborough, except for that last play in Miami. And to be honest, I don't know. I don't know if I would feel that much better if the game was in Foxborough. This that there's something about this Chiefs team. Watching them, you're just like this team. They they get it. Don't they have Sammy Watkins, who's like a fifth option on that team? Yeah, yeah. Who was the number one receiver everywhere he went? He was goes the first, there and, and first he's, round draft pick. And he's well, like a, he's everywhere like, he goes, he was in Buffalo. He what, did he go somewhere else too? I thought he went somewhere else after he Buffalo. He went somewhere after Buffalo. And, but he and, wasn't there very long. And he's like a fourth option on that team. Yeah. And he's a dynamic receiver. He's First a good player. Pick. Right. Right. It's just No, the Chiefs are loaded with weapons. Loaded with weapons. And I think the defense has improved and I think that it's 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 well, I think the Patriots' defense has improved a lot from it where has. they were when they played the Chiefs too. So. It has, but I think the offense but has, has regressed. To stop them. Right. But the Patriots' offense, I think, has gotten worse since then. I don't. I, I know they put up forty-one today, but do you see them putting up forty? Do you see them putting up forty-three points at Arrowhead? No. Again? No. Not at no. That's, do you see that? Do you find it? Which do you think is is more likely to happen? Them give up forty-three or put up forty-three? Give up forty-three. Yeah, and and man, I don't know. You're bringing me down, man. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I don't even know if I want to watch this game now. <laughs> I try to, uh, I, you know, I try to stay positive for as long as I can. But I mean, I'm, I'm saying. But did all this. you expect them to come up and and put up 41 today? No, I didn't. I didn't against I thought, the Chargers. I thought so, the Chargers had a real chance today, and and I think everybody uh, was giving the Chargers a no, chance today. And it's not. There's no other reasoning than just the Patriots looked better. No, I've avoided Twitter because I know that Twitter is just going to be like, oh, everyone counted them out. Look at now. Look at them now. And it's like oh, it's one game. Let's let's relax, like let's act like you've been there before, which I know isn't happening. Which they have for the last eight straight years, right? But I know that's, that's not an happening. amazing stat. I know that's not happening in the in the Twitter world. People aren't acting like they've oh, been there not before. Oh, they're acting that way. No, 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 no. The Patriots will. They, the Patriots blew me away today, and I don't say that very often. I've, I'm one of the most critical people on uh, when it comes to the Patriots. For some reason, I don't really know why that is, but they were impressive today. And there's 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 really it wasn't the weather, it wasn't the travel. It was just the Patriots were just a better team today. They were more prepared. They executed a lot better, and they were just a better team. We'll see what happens against the Chiefs. 
you know, when, when whatever, we get there. Whatever it was today, they've got to figure out a way to bring that on the road because they have not done that all season. So can we expect that from them next week? I don't. I don't at all. But I'm a big-time naysayer. So or, do you expect it? Or do you or, – or, how do you, how do you expect this game to go next week? Because I think it's going to be I think you're going to see the Chiefs do to the Patriots what they just did to the Colts. I think they're going to bring the pressure. They're going to shut down the run game. They're going to jam at the line. They're athletic enough to be able to do that. And their front f- five, whatever it is, six, whatever it is, is good enough to get to the quarterback, which is what you saw them do against the Colts. They shut down the receivers and they got to the quarterback. But if they if they're throwing the quick passes out of the backfield, James White, James White could have another huge game against James White would Kansas be, City. To me, James White He's, should be their saving grace if they have any. If they have right. any, and the, and the Colts don't have a player like that. The Colts don't have a White. No, they don't no, no, have no. an Edelman. The Colts have, they've they've got T Y Hilton. Yeah, he's more of a deep got, threat. Yeah. The Colts like to get the ball downfield. They don't yeah. dink and dunk. Yeah, but but the Chiefs the Chiefs were still up at the line. They were. They were no, forcing. They, they were forcing the ball quick. Like they right. made they made luck uncomfortable. And if there's a knock on Brady, it's when he starts to get uncomfortable and sees ghosts. He's not the same player. No. But, and I, but if the game plan is to get rid of it quick, that nullifies it a bit. Play action pass slows down the pass rush. So how you, ultimately, how do you see it going? You know, anything can happen in a game. Any any weird plays can happen. What I think is, if the Chiefs if they can score on their first two possessions, score touchdowns, it's over. Because I don't see the Patriots' offense can make up for that and stay in the game with the Chiefs at that point. So if the Chiefs can get off to an early lead like they did against the Colts or like the Patriots did today, Patriots don't have the firepower to come back and still have their defense hold back the Chiefs. So that's when the game could get ugly. If they can swap scores with the Chiefs, Stay relatively close. It could turn into a shootout. If you're a Bill Belichick and you win the coin toss, you defer. Do you take the ball? I think you take the ball. You keep, I don't think you, you will. Keep the offense, but, off do, the, but do you do you think he will? Because I feel like I think so. I think you want to get up on them early. You don't want to give them the ball and get down early. That's. I guess that's fair. So maybe maybe he would. If I'm Andy, Re- if you're Andy Reid, you win the toss. Do you do you get your offense out there right away, or do you defer? The same thing. You want to get up. You want to get up on top right away. I hope it's a shootout, so it's a lot more so it's a lot more entertaining than this game was. This game was it was boring. I think the Patriots games for the last three weeks have been three or four weeks have been boring. Okay, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I like win, I like games that are pretty much settled midway through. I don't like I I, I like that, that I, when I like Patriots games that are settled midway through. Uh, other other teams, yeah, I like to watch the exciting. Like that that Eagles Saints game is way more entertaining. Yeah. than. Than the Patriots game. What'd you think of the Rams game last night? Did you even watch the Rams game? I did. Last night? I did because uh, I watch it with a with a heavy heart for uh, Ryan Bessie. Oh yes, yes. Who's a big time Cowboys fan? Yes. And uh, you know, condolences to him. Thoughts but, and prayers. <laughs> T's and peace. But that was an interesting game too because it always like that game felt like. Actually, I guess it was pretty much out of hand early, but. By the end of the game, the the Cowboys are right there. It was a one score game, like that's way right. more entertaining than this forty one to fourteen drubbing that was ha- thirteen drubbing that was happening today. Neither here nor there. One more note: I said it during during the game. 
Why is it that for some reason Foxborough has the worst camera angles in the league? When you watch even the Saints game where we were watching today after, the Rams game last night, the Chiefs game yesterday afternoon, Saturday afternoon, all seem to have better camera angles than Gillette. Like a game always to me looks different. When it's played at Gillette than anywhere else, why how so? is how so? I don't. It's just too like low. The, the angle just is. It's just different. I don't even know how to explain it. But maybe it's because I, I don't. I don't know what it is. Maybe I mean. Maybe it has. Maybe the dome effect in in the Saints game has something to do with it. I don't know. But the camera angle just. It, maybe it is a little bit lower. It just doesn't seem. It just yeah, doesn't all, seem the, all the same. All the other stadiums are older stadiums, so maybe they're the camera angle a little bit closer to the field, a little bit higher. Have you ever noticed, or is it just me? Am I and I'm crazy? No, I don't. Th- it it does look different, right? But and I, and I don't, I don't even it's, know it's in the way the game is produced. I guess, but even when I watch other games on CBS, it doesn't. It like it, it's. I don't know. It's just. It seems like it's a different camera angle, and it's. It's. I've started to notice more, and I don't know if it was just me and I'm crazy, or if it's like a if it's a legitimate thing. Like why? It just seems like everything is just. I don't know. Like more condensed. I don't, maybe it's maybe it's a lower sight line. I don't know, but it just seems different. Don't have an answer for you. On that I'm gonna one. have to look it up, or someone tweet me. Let me know, so I can, uh, you know, put the thought to so, put so the you thought can to rest. rest. Easy. Yeah, because I don't know why I noticed it. I said something today. Boy, when you're critical about the Patriots, you're you really dive into <laughs> everything, don't you? <laughs> Even not, the camera angles at the stadium. When you don't have too much to complain about, you have to really wow, dig deep. Wow, that is a stretch. You have to dig that deep. Is a stretch. And that, that's not a knock on the Patriots. I don't think it's the Patriots' fault. It's well, they just, built the stadium. Well, it's Robert Kraft, but I, I, it's well, he's the Patriots. It, he's not, but it's oh yes, it, it is. It, I don't know. Maybe, I'm gonna check. I'm gonna look at it next week when when uh, when the the Kansas City game when we watch the, when we watch the game at, at Arrowhead. See if it's if it's actually a different angle. But uh, yeah, anything else on the uh, the game from today or the look ahead to the game next week? No, I think we covered it all. Even the camera angles. Even the camera angles. You can't get much more in depth than that. So I will start to try to promote this, and we're gonna put a little asterisk here. I don't know how to make one, but we're gonna. We're gonna put a little asterisk. Hopefully, for the AFC Championship game, for the fourth quarter, maybe the second half, depending on how the game's going. We'll see how it goes. We're going to have um, live reaction on our Twitch channel, which is Twitch.tv/slash The Syndicate Network. And then right after the game ends, we're gonna we're gonna jump in and we're gonna do our podcast right from there. Hopefully. Hopefully, 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 all the pieces come in. If we all can the get kinks the studio get worked built out. by then, the studio is almost completely built. So hopefully, everything will be good to go, and uh, hopefully, you guys will tune in. Um, you know, while you're watching, like bloat it up on your phone on the Twitch app and and uh, join in while you're watching while you're watching the game yourself. Um, anything else? Nothing. We're good. Don't forget to check out our website where you can get to our Twitter, our Instagram. Um, the Twitch page I was just talking about, and you can read all of our articles, which are still coming pretty much every day, every other day. Um, there's a lot of good information coming from all sports, not just football, all sports. Um, that's going to be at www.bostonsportssyndicate.com. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. You stay classy, San Diego. This has been the Boston Sports Syndicate Podcast, a production of the Syndicate Network. Music provided by Jay Kelly. To hear more from Jay, 
visit jkellymusic.com. That's the letter J-K-E-L-L-E-Y music.com.